Hello and welcome to the Jesus Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Lena Elsia Lee, also known as Lena the Jesus Witch on TikTok and Instagram. The Jesus Witch Podcast is a show dedicated to opening the conversation about including Jesus in witchery practices. The goal of this podcast is to not be evangelical. The goal is to spread the love, light, truth, acceptance, and oneness that is Jesus Christ himself. Here at the Jesus Witch Podcast, we believe all people are loved by God and all people are loved by Jesus. We believe in community and the power of fellowship. We believe in giving whatever you reasonably can to help your neighbor who's in need. And above all, we believe in the power of creating a relationship with Jesus that is authentic and unique to you. Join me for new episodes of the Jesus Witch Podcast every single Monday and be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Lena Elsia Lee, also known as Lena the Jesus Witch on TikTok and on Instagram. This week on the podcast, I'm going to be talking all about working with deities outside of the Abrahamic pantheon because this is something I get questions on all of the time, so I'm going to share with you my personal experiences and opinions with doing it. Before we start the show, I just wanted to remind you to subscribe to the Jesus Witch Podcast on whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to us on and give us a rating of five stars because that helps to get the word out about the show. And if you would like to help support the creation of the Jesus Witch Podcast, there are several different ways to do so. We have a Patreon where you could support the show while getting exclusive content to help you in your Jesus Witch journey. I also have an Etsy shop where I offer talking to Jesus tarot readings, astrology readings, Bible-based spell oils, Christian witch mystery boxes, and so many different things. There are also ways to simply send a donation to the show, and you can find the links to that and everything else that I talk about in the show notes page. But for now, let's hop into our conversation on working with deities outside of the Abrahamic pantheon. If you have been listening to the Jesus Witch Podcast since the beginning of the show, you would know that originally when I started the Jesus Witch Podcast, I wasn't super cool with working with other deities alongside the Abrahamic God. I don't remember if at that point I still thought that you couldn't work with other deities alongside the Abrahamic God or if I was just simply against doing it for myself, but since then my practice has changed quite a bit, which is why I did the updated boundaries in my practice episode, which I will link in the show notes page as well. But since that original episode, and honestly since the updated boundaries in my practice episode, I have grown a lot as a witch, and I have started to work with a couple of deities that are outside of the Abrahamic pantheon, and I'm going to share my stories of working with them, how I started working with them, why I'm working with them, and um, this is going to be more of an episode where I just share my stories instead of sharing resources so this is going to be like a little sit down conversation and a little bit of like this is why i work with these guys kind of thing i'm pretty sure when i recorded that updated boundaries in my practice episode is when i was just starting to have my relationship with loki um so during this episode i want to talk a little bit more about my relationship with him how i've grown with him since i started working with him um i also have involved a couple of other deities into my practice such as venus the roman goddess goddess of love and beauty so i want to talk about that um But my main goal of this episode is to kind of just share my experience with other deities so that if you don't know how to start working with other deities alongside the Abrahamic God, this gives you a little bit of an idea of how to do so. So I feel like the first thing with working with other deities alongside the Abrahamic God is to have an understanding of how it's permissible to do so with him. So for me, the way it's permissible to work with other deities with him is to not put any other deity before him. So for example, there are just certain things that the Abrahamic God has told me I cannot do in my practice, and one of those big things is baneful magic. 
I am a little bit of a petty bitch, and if I did baneful magic, there's a chance that I could just be cursing people willy-nilly, and God doesn't want that for me, and I don't want that for me either, to be honest. So that's an agreement that I have with God. During my magic, I will not practice baneful spell work, and I will not be a baneful practitioner. So if I had another deity that was reaching out to me and told me, hey, Lena, let's do baneful magic together. I want to do that with you. I would have to say no and deny having a relationship with them or deny that aspect of having a relationship with them because I know that's not what the Abrahamic God wants for me, and I put his will first. So I feel like as long as I'm doing that and I'm being really mindful of God's will over my life and what he wants for my practice, it is permissible for me to explore working with other deities. At the end of the day, my personal belief is that other deities are simply God's energy showing themselves through different cultural lenses and different forms. For me, deities outside of the Abrahamic pantheon are kind of specified versions of that God creator energy that you go to for very specific things. So that's my personal belief. As long as you're not putting another deity before God, it is completely permissible to work with another deity outside of the Abrahamic pantheon while also working with the Abrahamic God. So now let's talk about my experiences with gods outside of the Abrahamic pantheon. And granted, I only personally work with two different deities outside of the Abrahamic pantheon, um, but I have had a few experiences with deities outside of the Abrahamic pantheon just because of the soul contract readings that I do. One of the types of readings that I offer on my Etsy shop and sometimes on TikTok Live are soul contract readings. These readings look at the relationship between you and another person or a deity and evaluate the way that you're meant to grow and the things that you're meant to learn from that specific person person or entity. I love doing soul contract readings with other deities because I get to experience all these different types of energies without exactly having them in my practice. For example, when I do readings with Hermes, cards tend to fly all over the place because he just has so much to say. You know, he is a messenger god. When I do readings with Dionysus, I get the craziest and most vulgar songs in my head. It is so fucking funny. He is a great deity to work with if you just want to learn how to party and have fun and let go and be free in yourself and your body. And I just love that energy that he gives off and I love experiencing it. Then there's Hell. I've done a couple of readings with her and she was actually the first deity outside of the Abrahamic Pantheon to really put themselves in my space. I was doing a reading for her and with one of my friends Friends, and I remember distinctly feeling this like entity looking down at me and a hand on my shoulder and just guiding me through the reading and really showing me exactly what I was meant to see from it and it was just so um, insightful and I feel like she really put a lot of care into that reading and a lot of care into the way she wanted to talk to her person and I just really really loved Hell's energy it was so grounding and so nurturing and so different from what you would expect from a goddess named Hell. However, I think the craziest experience I had while doing a soul contract reading, it happened with Loki, which will segue us nicely into talking about how I work with him. Um, I got an order for a soul contract reading and I was like heading out of the house to go downstate to my parents' house and my mom was going to watch the kiddos so that I could do some readings and, you know, get some stuff done. So I see the order come in and I'm like, all right, let me just grab my cards to do a soul contract reading, you know, might as well. And I had this weird feeling in the back of my mind to just bring Loki's candle with me when I go to my parents' house to do these readings. And I do not tend to use Loki's candle while I do soul contract readings. I only light his candle when my kids are super hella chaotic and I need his energy to help ground me, right? So I'm like, why do you want me to bring this candle? I don't normally bring this candle with me. I don't normally use this candle for soul contracts, but you know what, Loki? Because you're insistent, I'm gonna listen to you. So I take the candle with me. Long story short, I get to my parents' house 
open the order for the reading, and guess who it's with? It's a soul contract reading for somebody and Loki. That blew my freaking mind because I'm like, oh my gosh, he was telling me that we're going to do a reading together later. And I just didn't understand what he was, you know, trying to tell me at that time because I was like, just trying to get myself out of the house, trying to get everything that I need. I wasn't paying attention. And it was so cool. It was so cool to see that the reading was for Loki. And, um, I did the reading with him. I lit his candle. His candle danced around. He was so happy to be involved in that reading. And it was just a really cool experience and one that helped me trust my intuition a little bit more because I knew in my heart of hearts to grab that that candle. Um, and I had no reason to know why. It was just because he told me to. And I really liked that. And um, that's part of why doing soul contract readings are my favorite. I just love experiencing the energies of other gods. I love like having them in my space, even if I'm not working with them. And I also learned a lot from them as well. Like as I'm doing readings for you, I get things for me from all these other different deities and ways that I can be to help other people be more secure in their relationship with spirit or be more confident in their relationship with spirit. And that's like a really fulfilling thing for me. So I love soul contract readings and I love experiencing other deities for that reason but now let's talk a little bit specifically why I work with Loki and how I work with him so if you've been listening to the podcast for a while you would know in December of 2021 I was rear-ended by a drunk driver and that has been a really impactful thing in my life and in my practice um and it brought with it that whole injury and the accident and everything that happened afterwards um brought with it a lot a lot a lot of chaos And if you know anything about Loki, obviously he's the Norse trickster god. It actually wasn't permissible by major, like, Norse pagan associations to work with Loki until, like, 2020, I believe. I could be getting the date wrong. But um, it's only recently that he's really been recognized as, like, a deity that people worship and, like, work with in, like, a positive manner. But um, I digress. Anyway, he, even though he's, like, the trickster god, he thrives oh my goodness this god thrives in chaos like he loves that like all up in the air don't know what to do like nowhere to turn kind of like everything's closing in on you chaotic like something different's happening every single day energy he thrives on it and it is something that he enjoys and he knows how to make light of and he doesn't make light of chaos and in a devalidating or like you know, just disregarding the emotional outlook and the emotional turmoil that it could bring for you. He makes light of it in the way that it's like, yeah, this fucking sucks, but we got to live through it sort of thing. Um, at least that's what the energy that I've gotten from him and what he's like worked with me on. So anyway, after this accident happened, my life just descended into chaos and there was good chaos and there was like really bad and heartbreaking chaos. Like, you know, the heartbreaking chaos was I was being diagnosed with chronic pain and a nerve injury and, you know, pretty nasty whiplash from this accident and things that I still, you know, over a year later I'm struggling with and, you know, I'm still in like pain every single day. And it was at that time I was learning that, you know, this is going to be a long-term thing for me and it's not going to be like an easy, you know, couple month fix sort of thing. And I was kind of realizing, um, the permanence of what happened to me. And then at the same time that this was happening, I had launched the Jesus Witch podcast. Um, I got into my accident on December 14th of 2021. And then the first episode of the Jesus Witch podcast was released on January 3rd of 2022. 
Um, so I was launching the Jesus Witch podcast. I started my TikTok on January 18th of 2022, like almost a month to the day, or maybe it was January 16th. It was like, again, almost a month to the day of my accident. I had my first like video on TikTok do really, really well. And um, that brought a lot of people to the Jesus Witch podcast. People that I still talk to today and still like listen to the podcast today came in from that video. And, um, I'm still getting likes and views on this that video to this day. It's, like, really crazy. But, um, you know, while I was dealing with this, like, really heartbreaking and heart-wrenching and, like, there was such a big lack of justice surrounding, like, what happened to me because, like, the woman who hit me, she basically just walked away. And, you know, obviously I don't know what her life looks like now, but she got to go on with her normal everyday life while I sit here in chronic pain every day because of an action and a decision she made. And now a quick break from our show to talk about a few different ways you can help support the Jesus Witch Podcast. One way you can help support the creation of the Jesus Witch Podcast is by becoming a Patreon supporter of the show. Every supporter of the Jesus Witch Podcast on Patreon gets access to our monthly community oracle card readings, as well as access to a secret Discord channel in the Jesus Witch Church. In that channel, you can leave any Jesus Witch questions or suggestions that you may have, and it's just a better place for us to connect as a Patreon community. We currently have five different Patreon tiers for you to choose from to help expand your knowledge on Jesus and Christian witchery. The first tier that we offer is the Mercury tier, and this provides written transcripts of each episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast to make them more accessible and easier to take notes from. The next tier that we have is The Fool, and that provides early access to the Jesus Witch Podcast, as well as ad-free episodes. The following tier is The Magician tier, which helps to expand your Jesus Witch knowledge with tarot spreads to help you connect with the Abrahamic Pantheon and monthly Bible-based spellbook pages. In the Hierophant tier, we go even further with Bible-based spellwork. Each month, members of this tier get access to an additional Bible-based spellbook page, I also send you a mini spell kit every single month with the ingredients to cast your spell. With this tier, you also get access to a monthly spell casting circle that happens over Zoom where we cast the spell together and it's a really fun time. Our final tier is the High Priestess tier. This tier gets everything from the previous tiers as well as a one-on-one -on -one call with me over Zoom every single month to talk about your practice, where it's going, and what your goals are spiritually. Another way to help support the Jesus Witch Podcast is by shopping at the Sun and Moon Jesus Witchery Shop on Etsy. Over on my Etsy shop, I offer Talking to Jesus tarot readings, Christian Witch mystery boxes, Bible-based spell oils, astrology readings, and so much more. You can also help support the creation of the Jesus Witch Podcast by sending a donation directly to my PayPal or Cash App. You can find the links to both of those or any of the other ways to help support the Jesus Witch Podcast in the show notes page. And a quick reminder, please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcasting app you're currently listening to us on. And give us a rating of five stars because that helps to get the word out about the show. If you would like to connect with me further, be sure to join our free Discord group, The Jesus Witch Church, and give me a follow on TikTok and on Instagram at Lena the Jesus Witch. Now let's go back to our show. But while I was processing all of that, I got all of these new responsibilities that came with, you know, the podcast actually resonating with people. And I was so, 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 so grateful. And I still am so grateful for everything that um, came from the podcast and has been coming from the podcast. And I'm so like, I still can't believe that this is what I get to do with my life and how I get to live my life and I get to share all of these different experiences and things with you. But, um, 
it was hard at the same time to deal with, you know, it was, it was very much like, I felt like I was really leaning into like, you know, my Scorpio rising where I was dealing with something super traumatic. And then I also had my, you know, Taurus descendant and Taurus sun and moon that was experiencing literally like the fulfillment of like my dream and like what I, what I want in my life. And like, you know, like setting the groundwork for things that, for things that I'm still dreaming on and working towards doing for the podcast and for the Jesus Witch community. Um, and having those things happen at the same time was just really, really, really chaotic. And I remember just lamenting to God, like crying on my hands and knees and being like, why is this happening right now? Why is this all happening at the same time? Like, it felt like I couldn't enjoy what was happening with the Jesus Bridge podcast because um, I was in so much pain and I was dealing with so much heartbreak due to this accident. And at that time, as I'm like, you know, just pouring myself to God, like really like begging him and being like, why did this like, like, I understand why this might have had to happen. Okay. But like, why did she get away with it? And like the lack of justice, like to this day, the lack of justice is literally, if I think about it too much, I will, I will spiral because it's like, why, why did that happen? You know, you're, you're a God of justice, right? So why did you let this happen to me? I do what you ask me to do. I feel like I'm a faithful servant of God, right? You know, at least this is what I was like saying to him. And I hope it doesn't make me sound too egotistical, but this is what, you know, my private prayer time with him. This is what I was saying. And as I'm doing this, I constantly would get flies around me. I would open TikTok and the first video would be a, a video about Loki. I'd put on something on Disney Plus for my kids and there would be a pre-roll commercial for like the Loki show or he would like a pop-up thing for the Loki show or like something where you'd see Tom Hiddleston dressed as Loki on Disney Plus like as soon as I logged in every single time. And then you know, I was, I, I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. Every, every time during this period of time, almost like nine times out of 10, I'd put the, my Taylor Swift playlist on shuffle and Getaway Car would play. And if you are a Swifty, you know who Getaway Car is about. So you know why that's significant for Loki. And I'm like, okay, like I feel like Loki's reaching out to me, but I have this very specific relationship with the Abrahamic God. Am I allowed to have a relationship with him? Like, can I do this? Like, God, like you, you know, I have a covenant with you. Why are, why is this happening? Like, just give me the answers I need and stop tempting me with this other God, like sort of thing. And I was like, really like whatever. And at, at one point, okay, I, I have this dream and um, <laughs> this dream's crazy. So if you ever watched Halloween Town High, um, you know, where like Marnie brings like, you know, different monsters and stuff from Halloween Town to like our mortal world to be exchange students and go to high school. And when she's like proposing the idea to like the witch council or the Halloween Town council, she's in this like circular judges room and there's the judges like seated in front of her and she's in the middle of the pit. So I in my dream, I'm in this like Halloween town courtroom. And on one side of me is the Abrahamic pantheon. I see Jesus, you know, I see like a bright light that I'm assuming to be God. I see 
like a goddess looking figure who I'm assuming was Asherah. You know, I, I feel like I remember angels. Like I, I remember distinctly seeing the Trinity there and then looking to the other side and I see this like old man with one eye and, you know, I see this gingery looking dude. And then I see like Thor who for me, he, he does present himself. Thor presents himself more as like the Marvel looking Thor. That's just the way that I can associate what he looks like in my brain. So, you know, I see, you know, Chris Hemsworth with a, with a hammer in my dream and, um, I'm sitting in the middle of them and, you know, the Thor starts going like, what the fuck is going on? He's like, what's going on? She's not doing well. Like, what the fuck is going on? And, you know, Jesus is like, I don't know. Like, we're trying, we're trying. Like, you know, she's just not listening. And, you know, like, I just, and God's like, you know, like, we're, I'm trying. Like, you know, Loki's like, I keep going near her. I keep getting in her space. Like, let me in. Let me in. I need to take some of this chaos sort of thing. And it, they're, like, basically fighting back and forth over me. Like, you know, me in the middle. And I'm just watching this, like, what the fuck is going on here? Maybe I am supposed to work with Loki. So I wake up and I start praying and I'm like, God, what the hell was that dream? What was that? And he's like, Lena, I've told you a hundred times, go work with Loki. Stop bothering me with this. Go to Loki. And it wasn't like, stop bothering me. Like you're being a pester sort of thing. It was like, dude, I've given you a solution. Now take it sort of thing. So after that, I decided maybe I should try and listen. So I, you know, I made a little, um, I had like these little like wooden ornament discs that I was like doing things with my kids with. Um, and I grabbed one of those and I painted like the Loki sigil on it. And I had a candle that I was intending to work with my Virgo Mars with. And I never really ended up doing that because it just didn't resonate. So I like cleared the candle because I painted it black, uh, not black, sorry. I painted it green on the outside. And I'm like, this is a good candle for Loki. So, you know, I, I clear it kind of thing. And um, I light the candle and I put the, the disc out there and I'm like, all right, Loki, if you want to be a part of my practice, then just, you know, I'm going to be open to it and, um, I'm going to stop like denying it sort of thing. I'm going to stop denying your energy being around. And I've, I've definitely felt his energy around me and, um, at that time I definitely felt it around I didn't do anything like super serious with him until I um my mom and I took the boys on vacation and you know I, I love going on vacation with my mom like I you know if, if I'm gonna pick my mom or my husband I'm sorry babe <laughs> I'm picking my mom <laughs> but um you know, so we, we took my kids to the beach and where we went, there was this little like village with like a bunch of little witchy shops. And one of these witchy shops just so happened to be a Norse pagan store. So I go in there and I took my eldest son in there with me and we picked out a set of runes and I bought those for Loki. And um, I also got him a, like an actual green candle, like a rune candle from there. And um, I looked all over the candle. If you know anything about me, you know I'm allergic to fragrance. So I looked all over the candle to see if it was, like, fragranced. And it didn't say anything about it. And then I opened the candle, and it was fragranced. I'm like, yep, mm-hmm, that tracks for Loki. Mm-hmm. And, um... <laughs> I still try to use it every once in a while. I don't use it as much as like the candle that I made, but I do use it for like serious spells. But anyway, um, so I started working with Loki in that in that kind of way. And like, for me, he's a lot of absorbing chaos. He's a lot about learning how to have fun again, after what happened to me. Um, not taking this all so seriously. Because it is a really serious thing that happened. And it seriously impacted my life. And he's kind of like, okay, like, I understand this sucks. And I understand thinking about it can bring you into tears. But like, 
isn't it like kind of like ironic you know you were drunk you, you got hit by a drunk driver outside of a church around Christmas time so like the nativity was staring at you that's kind of funny and I'm like yeah you know what Loki that is kind of funny and he'll like point out like the more like light parts of it and the things where I can be like okay um this is okay sort of thing and he very much helps me work through that and um yeah so that's a that's a big that's the reason why I work with Loki and that's how I started working with him um so the kind of spells that I do with him are basically like calming spells spells to like not make the chaos stop coming because I'm a Scorpio rising the chaos is always gonna come um I I feel like my life is the personification of Taylor Swift's song peace like it is because <laughs> my life is the opposite of peace and that's <laughs> that's what that song is about um and I so I understand that that's like what you know my soul contract chose is to be a soul Scorpio rising and I can't change the chaos and I can't change the outcome of this accident and I can't change the way that my body has been affected by it but I can change the way I think about it and I can change the way that I sit through this chaos sort of thing so that's what I've worked a lot on Loki with and it's you know I do more I feel like shadow work with Loki um than spell work really I feel like with him he's definitely like when I do a lot of like writing and um I've told you guys before like I role play a lot for shadow work I'll definitely feel his energy in the room more especially when I'm writing like darker plots um one thing that me and my roleplay partner do <laughs> we torture our muses and we like to do things that you know like just express at least for me I like to express like the pain that I'm feeling in my everyday life by doing it through writing and um so he's definitely like around and lingers when I do that and a lot of people I know who work with Loki will say to the like say as well that shadow work is a big thing when you work with him and um so I feel like that he's definitely put an emphasis on that for me and he's also another thing that I realized that I've you know I feel like I, I'll give Jesus some credit for this too because Jesus is a wine man because he did turn his water into wine kind of thing um but Loki made me be okay with alcohol again after this accident and like a little bit beforehand I was never like a big drinker it's it's definitely not you know I still am not a big drinker kind of thing but I had this like um alcohol is really bad for you you should never drink kind of attitude and granted alcohol is not good for you so don't please don't take my words and twist them and be like Lena said it's good for me it's not it's not good for you but what he did for me was he helped me stop villainizing it. He helped me realize that she was abusing alcohol. It wasn't alcohol that was the, you know, um, perpetrator here. It wasn't alcohol that was the problem. It was the woman who decided to get drunk and then go behind the wheel of a car. You know what I'm saying? So, like, for me, he taught me and he helped me realize that, like, I can drink and I can have fun with it and I don't have to feel guilty about it as somebody who was in that kind of accident because like I would never get behind the wheel of a car and after I've had any sort of beverage like that's just not my not my thing I don't be responsible you know what I'm saying like if I have my kids you will not see me drinking you know unless my mom's there and she's watching them or my husband's there and he's watching them and he's not drinking you know nobody my kids are never around somebody who can't take care of them sort of thing and um Loki helped me realize that like I can do I can enjoy alcohol I can enjoy that like freeing feeling and that like you know being able to have like a little bit of a good time with you know wherever you are or whatever you're doing um sort of thing without villainizing it and that was really 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 important to me and I didn't realize how impactful that lesson was up until recently because I 
I really had this kind of toxic mentality around um, alcohol and people who would casually drink because of that experience. And he very much helped me be like, okay, Lena, no, 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 we're not going to step into that space. We're going to like learn how to enjoy this thing that really impacted my life. And in a lot of ways, learning how to enjoy alcohol and not villainize it helped me take some of my power back. I don't feel like I have all of my power back from that accident. I, I've gotten to the point where I don't know if I ever really will have all of my exact power back from that, but I've learned um, now that I need to create new power and create new confidence in the new life that I have after the accident. And that also, I would say, is another thing that Loki has helped me um, realize because, like, there's so much pressure. I feel like with after going through like something like this, there's so much pressure to just be hopeful that you're going to be better and that you're going to get to back to being um, 100% you. And ultimately, that you doesn't exist anymore. You know, Lena before the accident does not exist anymore. I will, even if my body gets back to being 100%, I will always have the mental trauma that happened with that accident. And I can't expect myself to be the same type of confident that I was before after experiencing what I have now and he's really helped me realize that I don't have to bounce back that I don't have to have like unlimited hope that my body's going to get better that I can just accept where I'm at now and learn how to cope and grow through that which has honestly been such a freeing experience for me and I'm really grateful for Loki and his influence in my practice and him just letting me know that some of this chaos is okay. Another major reason that I work with Loki is because of my kids. So, well, more specifically, my second baby. Um, <laughs> my second baby, Scott, is literally like the incarnation of the word chaos. Like, he's literally chaos. Like, he literally like locked me out of the house one time with him inside of the house and refused to open the door. And I had to, like, climb in through the window to get back into the house. Like, this child is chaos. And Loki feeds off of it. Like, he loves his energy. And I'm fully convinced that the reason why Loki was, like, the chaos god that showed up in my life was because of him and because of my son's ancestry. My husband, part of his family, is from Sweden, is from, like, that Norway area where they would have worked with Loki or they would have worked with Norse pagan gods um so I feel like based on his ancestry Loki was like that's my kind of chaos I'm gonna come and slip in here and just help you deal with all of the emotional stuff as well um but also I'm gonna lurk around so that when your kid's ready to do deity work I can kind of be there like hey bud you want to work with me um because I'm, I'm convinced I'm convinced like I personally don't think I'm gonna be working with Loki in my practice forever um I feel like once my life left levels out a little bit he's kind of going to be um, not as prevalent in my life and we're not going to have as big as a relationship as we do now but I would put money I would put money on the fact that like my youngest son is going to end up working with Loki I will be surprised as hell if he doesn't end up working with Loki when he grows up and if he doesn't that's okay he's allowed to do whatever he wants with his spirituality it's his spiritual path not mine um, but I'm convinced through and through that that's what's going to happen and I really really feel like the reason why Loki 
specifically. Because there's so many other gods out there and, and deities out there that could deal with um, what Loki's doing with me in a very similar way. Um, like Dionysus is one that just comes to mind. Like I would love to work with Dionysus. I feel like he would be a really cool deity to work with, but I feel like Loki's already had that role. And the reason why Loki presented himself instead of Dionysus, somebody who I'm personally interested in, is because of my son's ancestry and because of like who I aligned, you know, my family, you know, who I created my family with basically. So those are the reasons why I work with Loki and how I work with Loki. Um, but now let's talk about how and why I work with the Roman goddess Venus. Besides Loki, Venus is the only other deity that I work with outside of the Abrahamic pantheon. I also work with Lilith, but I don't consider her to be outside of the Abrahamic pantheon. And because of that, I'm going to do a whole episode dedicated to her, similar to like the how I worked with Astra episode or the how I worked with Jesus episode. But Venus is the Roman goddess of love, beauty, fertility. She's essentially Aphrodite repackaged and repurposed to fit Roman culture. There are some differences between the two, but not many. I've noticed a big difference between the two of them is a lot of people associate Venus with the color red and then Aphrodite with the color pink. Um, I personally use pink for Venus because I like the color pink. I'm a pink girly and I want to use it sort of thing. But you may be asking yourself, why do I work with Venus instead of Aphrodite if they're essentially the quote unquote same god and I like pink more, right? Um, I personally work with Venus instead of Aphrodite because my family's Italian. And Rome is in Italy. So I feel like ancestral-wise, it makes more sense for me to work with Venus. And I, I'm also a Taurus sun, moon, descendant, and a Taurus Venus. So Taurus is a sign that is ruled by the planet Venus, right? So it's like my birthright. I feel like it's my birthright as a Venetian human to work with the goddess Venus. So that is why I'm working with her. I mean, that's not all why, but that's why I chose to work with Venus over Aphrodite. Um, other reasons why I'm working with Venus is one, I'm really interested in love magic. I've really been leaning into being more girly recently. Um, I was bullied for a really, really, really long time in like elementary, middle, high school and like pushed into this emo category and I'm not gonna say that I didn't like emo things and I don't like emo things because your girl can get down with some fallout boy or some like 21 pilots like I love emo culture it was something that I was a big part of for a really long time I loved when I would do like you know the scene hair where you would tease it up and like it look so cool and I still have colors in my hair like I will always have colors in my hair um and I used to wear really dark makeup and I love 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 a good smoky eye or a nice black lip like I really do like emo culture. However, it's not me. And I feel like at that point in my life, it might have been me because of, you know, the particular like sh issues that I was dealing with, such as being bullied and not fitting in in school and, you know, feeling really outcasted, which are really, you know, quote unquote, emo things to feel. But as I've grown up, I realized that I am growing away from that emo identity. I don't listen to a lot of emo music anymore. I listen to more pop music. Obviously, you guys know I listen to Taylor Swift and I like Phoebe Bridgers and I love Harry Styles. And, um, you know, like I listen to things that wouldn't really align with like that emo subculture anymore. And I'm really getting into sequence and things that shine and having my nails painted colors that aren't black, you know? And I've as I've noticed myself leaning into a more girly side, 
I've noticed that I needed a little bit more of like a light, warm, loving, girly presence in my life. And Ashra is definitely a warm, motherly presence in my life, but she feels more earthy. Like she's like a granola girl where like for me, Venus is like a Dua Lipa. And that's what I want in like a glamour goddess or in a beauty goddess if I'm gonna like work in that kind of way, if that makes sense. Whereas Ashra feels more like my mom, my spiritual mother, my heavenly mom sort of thing. Venus feels more like my sister. We do makeup together. We talk about different colors. I could dye my hair and the spiritual properties behind it. You know, we talk about different colors for glamour magic and like what color I should paint my toenails to feel more secure or what color I should paint my fingernails in order to, you know, help myself get motivated or, you know, reach my desires or, you know, feel pretty. Like we talk about these different things. It's very like, it's a very different and more girly relationship than I have with Astro and I really, really appreciate that. The thing that ultimately made me decide to work with Venus, so this is like an embarrassing kind of story, um, <laughs> but you know what? It's human and my goal with sharing things online is to be a human and not to just be somebody on a screen. Um, so I'm going to share this very human story with you. Um, so I was having a lot of really bad acne on my back. And it was like, like when I say really bad acne on my back, I'm not just talking like a few pimples. No, they were like huge cysts and they were so painful. And I was having them right over like the spots in on my back where my like accident injury was really hurting. So it was like insult to injury, you know, like I already feel like shit about my body and my back because it's in so much pain. And I constantly like, I feel like my spine's going to fall off which is like not even possible but that's how it feels kind of thing and now I'm getting these ugly and they hurt they were big and red and pussy and like like mean looking pimples all over my back it was horrible it was like horrible and I'm not like I'm not exaggerating it looked like my, my husband at one time he said it looked like constellations on my back because there were so many pimples which like god bless him because that man Oh my God, he made me cry after saying that. And he's like, what? I didn't realize what I said. You you know, you used to say that people said that about, you know, the pimples on your face and it kind of looked like that. And I'm like, yeah, Jack. And that's why you don't say that about like my back. What? Um, <laughs> I love him so much. Um, but it was really, it was really bad. And um, I was freaking out about it. And he was, he was basically saying that to me to like, trying to like make me feel better being like, honey, I don't care if you look like you have constellations on your back. You're still beautiful to me. And I'm like, I don't care if I'm beautiful to you. I need to feel beautiful to me. And these zits are not making me feel beautiful right now. So I'm like, going through it like really like trying to figure out what the hell and I'm like Jack like I'm in so much pain I'm having acne I'm in so much pain I'm having acne and you can't find this on Google so I'm like the first person ever to experience this and I'm, I'm like freaking out right um so eventually like in the midst of me freaking out I realized like Lena light bulb moment right I realized that um my husband and I had changed laundry detergents recently and because I'd ran out of the one that I know is safe for me I have a lot a lot a lot a lot of allergies so I have to use a 100% plant-based like very 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 gentle laundry detergent and I forgot and you can only get it online and I forgot to order it so we I went to CVS and I bought the like gentlest seventh generation like no sense free and clear like literally just like the bare bones seventh generation laundry detergent to use in the meantime right and so we're using this and I guess that like 
um, combined with the inflammation in my back from being in so much pain, my body wasn't able to like drain the toxin and the allergy that I was having to this specific detergent. And it was creating these horrible, horrible zits. It was like bad. So, um, you know, after I basically, I went to my naturopath and I talked to him about it and I was like, this is what's going on. And I'm like, do you think it's because I'm in so much pain or do you think it's because of the laundry detergent? He's like, Lee and I think it's both. So after that appointment, I decided I was not going to use the seventh generation laundry detergent anymore because we have, we got this stuff from online. We were just going to use out all the seventh generation laundry detergent. And then I noticed all these like horrible pimples on my back and I'm like, uh oh, I don't think we can do that sort of thing. So we decided we're not going to use the seventh generation anymore. And, um, I went went to CVS and I bought all of these different like Burt's Bees skincare products. I bought like their silica acid oil. I bought like some face wipes that are good for acne, like acne prone skin that have grapefruit in them. I bought a night cream and a day cream. Like I bought like all of these different things to like help me start connecting with my skin again. So I figured alone that just changing my detergent and doing like this acne routine, this acne fighting routine with all of these products would help. But I decided because I had really been wanting to work with Venus and I've been just looking for an excuse to involve her into my practice. Um, I decided that I was going to ask her for help with my acne, that this was going to be the first thing that we worked on together. And um, so I created a bowl. Um, well, first thing I did was I lit a pink candle and I put pink salt around it. And then I have like on my Etsy shop, I sell a oil called the mother goddess oil. And that's like to help you to connect with the divine feminine. So I used some of that on the candle and in the salt to just like bring her energy into there, bring in that divine feminine energy sort of thing. So I, then I started to, while this candle was burning, I created a bowl. And in this bowl, I put a layer of pink salt at the bottom. And in the pink salt, I wrote the Venus symbol, the Venus glyph in astrology. And then I put some rosemary on top of that for like the Italian aspects of Venus and Italian cooking. We use a lot of rosemary. It's like one of the, the herbs that we use, you know, rosemary, basil, parsley, like those garlic, those are the big Italian herbs sort of thing, red chili flakes. Um, but rosemary is what I had and I liked it because one, it's good for protection. And two, I like rosemary because it's rose. Mary, like rose, roses, right? Venus is really closely associated with roses. So I put rosemary there first to specifically be talking to Venus. Then I put rose petals on the top, because obviously roses. And then I put cinnamon because that's an aphrodisiac. And, you know, her being a goddess of fertility, she would like aphrodisiac sort of thing. And then in this bowl, I put some uh, pink quartz, some rose quartz. I put some, um, strawberry agate. I put, um, a flower agate in there and just like a bunch of different things that I thought she would like sort of thing. And then on, in this bowl, I put my silica acid, my day and night creams, the acne wipes, everything. Like I have these essential oils that I help and I use every day to help my, um, like hormones, like they're, they're like, you know, you know, period regulating essential oils, essentially. So I put those in there too. And my mother goddess oil, I put that in there as well. And I said, Venus, this is your bowl. You're going to charge these products for me. And I'm going to use them every single day with the intention of getting rid of my acne. And you're going to help me do that. So I went to my appointment with my naturopath and I started this whole process on March 23rd. I'm sorry, not March 23rd, February 23rd. And today is March 11th that I'm recording this podcast. So it's only been like two weeks and like two days sort of thing. My back is so 
much better. Like I was looking at it in the mirror today and I was like almost in tears. I was like, thank you, God. And thank you, Venus. Like, thank you, God. And thank you, Venus. There are no red spots anymore. It's all skin tone. You could still see, you know, their spots because it's, you know, it's going to take a minute. They were huge, 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 you know, cysts, but it's, and it's, you know, it's going to take a minute, but they're like night and days worth better. And my anxiety about it is like, it's like, gone it's gone because like tomorrow if I was to go out and I was going to wear a dress that showed off my back and you could see a little bit of those like skin tone colored spots on my back whoop-de-doo right that's okay but before they were like these really red and noticeable spots and I know that's a vain thing I know right but it was it was giving me anxiety and I was stressed out about it so I wanted to get rid of them and I did mundane things such as going to my naturopath getting advice on what to do um figuring out about it was the laundry detergent and switching back my laundry detergent and then obviously the daily skin routine that I've been doing religiously every single day sometimes multiple times a day I'll put the silica acid on me just depending on how I feel um kind of thing I do that as an offering to to Venus to say this is like I'm being consistent with this project I am really determined to get rid of this acne please put your energy in it as well and I truly think that she has because you know I've dealt with acne in the past and it never cleared up this fast it has never cleared up this fast so I do feel like there was a spiritual um oomph to it and I feel like she was watching over this process and teaching me how to like love my body again and be like happy in it and like, you know, just take care of it. Even if it's in so much pain, I need to take care of my body, take care of my skin, take care of like the way that I look because that does really make me feel better. Um, and she's taught me that and I haven't been working with her for a long time, so I don't have a huge long-winded story about her like I do with Loki, but I definitely invited her into my practice more as like a fun, um, I really want to work with a love goddess kind of thing. I really want to experience that. I thought it would be a lot of fun. I also feel like that's so important to talk about because a lot of people on TikTok will tell you, you know, the deity has to be reaching out to you. You have to look for signs kind of things. And, you know, do I think that Venus wanted to work with me before, you know, I reached out to her? Yeah, I do. Because, you know, as a Taurus, you know, Venus, it's my Venusian birthright, like I said before, to work with her. Um, but I also feel like this was a relationship that I asked for. And I said, hey, I really want to lean into being more girly and like feeling confident in girly things and like really loving like a whole pink lifestyle. Can you help me do that? And she said, yeah, of course I can help you do that. And she came into my practice. So other than Venus and Loki, I don't work with any other deities outside of the Abrahamic pantheon. I will say that I believe that Lucifer, like the Roman god version of Lucifer, I feel like he's been reaching out to me for a very long time. Like if you guys remember way back, like last year, I think at this point, I did um, the podcast episode with Chelsea and Tens from the Sticks and Bone podcast. And when I was recording with them afterwards, Chelsea is like, Lena, like you've got like Loki's energy in your space and you've got Lucifer's energy in your space. And she was like, you know, more so about Lucifer, like being like, he really wants to work with you. He's like, he knows that you're going to need a lot of time, but you know, he wants me to bring this up to kind of just plant this as a seed for you. And that definitely planted a seed for me. And he's in my like, I'm going to work with Lucifer before the end of the year. I just, I wanted to work with, I was actually planning on working with him before I worked with Venus, but then the whole acne situation happened and I'm like, mm -mm, no, 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 no. I need help with this. I need help with this now. <laughs> so I invited Venus in first. Um, 
Ideally, by the end of the year, I'll add Lucifer, the Roman god, into my practice as well. But I'm not in a rush. It's all within divine timing. So in reality, I could say, by the end of 2023, I'm going to be working with Lucifer. But he might decide, no, no, sis, you're going to be working with me in 2025. So this was our episode on working with other deities and how I do it specifically. I hope that this was helpful to you if you're thinking about working with other deities or if you've been on the fence about it. Um, So I just hope that my experience helps you with it. If you're enjoying the Jesus Witch podcast, please don't forget to subscribe to us on whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to us on and give us a rating of five stars because it helps get the word about out about the show. And if you would like to help support the creation of the Jesus Witch podcast, there are several ways to do so listed in the show notes page, such as our Patreon, my Etsy shop, or even just sending a donation to the show. But now it's time for my favorite part of the Jesus Witch podcast, the verse of the day, 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 day. And this week's verse of the day it should be the verse of the week, shouldn't it? Anyway, um, but this week's verse that we're going to talk about is Colossians 3, 2, which says, think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. So I like this verse because it's basically like thinking about um, the things that are more permanent about quote unquote life, which is more, you know, spirituality, being loving, being open to other people, being kind and not really like, um, what's it called? Ruminating so hard on what's going on here on earth what's going on here is temporary. It's fleeting and it sucks while we're experiencing it. Hell yeah. But it's just trying to like learn what souls, I feel like what souls come here to do is to experience all these different emotions and experience all these different things in order for us to grow as souls and and grow our experiences. And as hard as it is to experience these things, like having that perspective that this is just a learning experience is really useful, at least to me. And I hope that's useful to you. But anyway, that was this week's verse of the day. That was this week's episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll see you next week. Bye.